Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Are you tired of investing your time and your energy into relationships that go nowhere and you know deep down the common denominator is you? You have awareness that whatever you're doing right now in relationships is not working, it's not serving you, and you are ready to take ownership of this area of your life and finally learn how to embody a securely attached, confident woman who can attract a great relationship. If that's you, I have a very special invitation I want to invite you to apply to the Empowered, Secure, and Loved program. This is a program designed to help you no matter your attachment style, no matter your relationship past, it will help you move to secure attachment so that you can show up confident, you can communicate well, you can navigate any kind of conflict, and you can create that relationship that you've always wanted while simultaneously having high self-worth and high levels of self-love. If that's you and you know that in 2022, you are ready for a great relationship and you're committed to getting there, I want to personally invite you to apply to the ESL program Use the link in my Instagram bio. On Instagram, it's at Dr. Morgan Coaching, DR Morgan Coaching. And the link is also in the show notes. Spots are extremely limited. So go apply now to reserve your spot and start your journey to high self worth and great relationships. It's your host, Dr. Morgan. This is going to be a great episode. I'm going to give you some tough love. I think quite a few people need to hear this. Certainly my 20-something self really needed to hear this. Sometimes people will say to me, oh, Dr. Morgan, where were you in my 20s? And I'm like, where was I for me in my 20s? I needed all of the things that I teach you all and talk about, that's where this gold comes from is really being able to tune into, well, what did I need to know back then that I, that I didn't? So, Hey, if you are in your twenties and you're listening, you are ahead of the game. Cheers to you. And no matter what age you are, we have to always just be self-compassionate. And I love, love, love the Maya Angelou quote that says, when we know better, we do better. We really do have to feel into that and know that, have that self-compassion. If you knew better, you would have done better. But once you do know better, do better. Anyways, today's episode, tough love. We're going to talk about friendships and how kind of our friendship circle can impact 
our dating life and the way that we see relationships. And what else? What else? What else? I wanted to tell you all something kind of funny. Um, my partner and I have different names for each other. And sometimes there's a certain thing he calls me. He calls me an OTB. And I'll let you think about what that stands for. It stands for overly tired babe. And I was laughing about that today because really being able to use some humor and point that out is so helpful because you've probably heard me talk about the acronym HALT, hungry, angry, lonely, tired. If you are any of those things, you need to make sure that you take care of yourself before you engage with your partner. So when he says to me, oh my goodness, I think we have an OTB on our hands, it gets me to laugh a little bit. And then it also gets me to go rest and take a nap, which is what I need to do. How many of you out there are power nappers? I think that that is one of my talents. I'm very grateful for that. I can take a 20-minute power nap and then wake up and be good to go. Sometimes even a 10-minute nap, and then I wake up an entirely different person. I feel like you can either do that or you're one of the people where if you take a nap, it's going to be two hours and the rest of your day is ruined and you're a zombie. So I know those people. I have empathy for you. I wish I could give you my power nap superpowers, but... I don't know how to do that. So anyways, just a little thought today, thinking about how humor really helps and being able to remember that acronym, HALT, hungry, angry, lonely, tired. If we're ever in any of those states, we need to take care of ourselves first before we engage with a partner or really anybody, right? Self-care is not selfish. When you take care of you, you are better able to show up for other people. All right, let's get into today's tough love. The title of the episode is, Are Your Friendships Sabotaging Your Dating Life? So here's the deal. I think friendships are incredible. We need our friends. There are so many amazing women who I've had great friendships with throughout the years. Shout out to one of my longest friendships with Mariah, if she's listening. Um, We've been friends since study abroad in Spain. It was like 2010, 11. So anyways, I know the power of female friendship and it's so, so important. So this is not an episode to bash friendships. We need friendships. They're so important. And with a lot of love, I want to point out that sometimes our friend circle can be confirming the beliefs that we have about relationships. So let me tell you a scenario. And I know guys do this too. It's probably just in different ways than women do. I know that they do. I've witnessed it. But anyway, scenario, you're out with your girlfriends, you're having a girl's night and maybe there's some wine and you're at your local chic restaurant and you're dressed up and you're sitting there. What do you start doing? 
you start talking about your relationships, the people you're dating, you probably pull up either the dating apps or you pull up pictures. Maybe you screenshotted pictures from the person's profile so that you could then show your girlfriends. And then what happens? Sometimes you're sitting there and you're reading through text exchanges and you're saying, well, I said this and then he didn't respond for two days or look, I said this, and then he said this, what do you think that means? Right? And we're doing all this analyzing, we're putting all this energy into what's going on in our dating life. And what happens is, if we are coming from an anxiously attached place, or even avoidantly attached place, and let's say our girlfriends are also in that space, All that they are doing is adding gasoline to the fire, right? If we are in a group, and here's here's the fact, you all know this, or if you don't, I'm about to let you know, like attracts like. When I was in an anxiously attached place, I would attract, all of my girlfriends would be anxiously attached. We'd just be sitting there in a circle telling all of our dating stories and talking about how confusing it was and how frustrating it was, et cetera, et cetera. So it's not helpful to try to work on our anxious attachment by talking to people who are also anxiously attached or avoidantly attached. And I also want to say It's also not helpful just in general, trying to soothe our anxiety from our friends. What happens is you're actually avoiding doing your own internal work. And I say that with love because I did it for a long time, right? And I know girlfriends that have done that with me where they'll sit there and tell me a 90 minute story about something that happened in their dating life. And they're wanting me to solve it for them. And hey, I am all there for hearing each other out. It is just very important to be aware of what we're looking for and to know that our friends cannot solve it for us. They can't totally make it better, right? We can acknowledge that, hey, to be heard, for someone to hear us out, that can be helpful. But our friends cannot solve it. They can't do that internal work that only you can do, right? So I just want you to be aware, right? So you're out, you're with your girlfriends, you're all talking about your dating life, and then they're starting to give you their opinion, and they're able to say, well, oh my gosh, he hasn't texted you, forget him, right? We love our friends and our friends are not able to give us the best dating advice because number one, they're biased. Number two, because they are going to root for you, even if what you're telling them, you know, even if you need to do something differently, they're always going to side with you. Your friends are biased. We, we love them, but they're biased, okay? Number two, they don't have the training. They don't have the hours, hundreds of thousands of hours spent looking at couples dynamics and understanding attachment theory and understanding assertive communication and they just don't have the skills. So we love our friends and 
they may be kind of encouraging you and keeping you stuck, right? When it comes to dating. So what on earth can we do? What I want to remind you is you can be boundaried. You can set boundaries about what you want to talk about. You don't even have to talk about your dating life if you don't want to. I remember that being a totally new concept to me that, wow, I can decide what I do and do not share with my friends. I think it's so important to remember that there are things that you can keep to yourself. And it's it's just incredibly powerful for you to be able to say, well, hey, there's things I'd love to share with you. And the, the reality is, is I just haven't processed it enough myself to feel like I can share it with you. And when you're planting seeds, when you're early stages of a relationship and you're just planting seeds and, you know, you, you know, I love my plastic plant analogy here. Um, when you have no idea, is this a plastic plant? Is this a live plant? Right? Like you have no idea. You have to be able to protect that seed and not let other people's opinions determine for you what it's going to be. You need to be able to gather the data, be the love scientist, determine if the relationship's going to grow. And you want to be able to do this using your internal guidance system, which brings me to my second point. So your internal guidance system, that is your gut, aka the relationship that you have with yourself, being able to have strong self-trust, developing high levels of self-trust. A lot of women that I work with have been completely disconnected from their internal guidance system. And this is because from a young age, when they would express how they felt or what they needed, it was invalidated, it was shamed, it wasn't heard. So to survive or to cope with their present reality, they completely cut off the connection to their internal experience, which diminished self-trust. So what happens is instead of going inward, instead of tuning into our internal guidance system, we're on Google and we're searching, well, what about the Aries Pisces love match or what to do if he's not really a texter or what do I do if he says he's into me? but doesn't want a relationship, right? We're like Googling all those things, or we're going to all of our friends, as I've been talking about, and we're outsourcing our decision-making to our friends. This is an issue. To be able to attract the relationship that is meant for you, to have a great relationship, you need to be able to make decisions that are in alignment with your internal guidance system. And if you're completely cut off from yourself, from your inner knowing, there's no way you can do that, right? So this is why I see so many people, they're doing the same things over and over, the same kinds of relationships, or they're never in a relationship. They constantly find themselves single. They can't make it past the third date. You're cut off from your inner knowing. And there's many things we can also associate that with, right? When we have self-trust, 
when we have high self-worth, when we can tune into ourselves and honor our needs, our desires, our boundaries, our preferences, this means we have a secure attachment style as well, right? So your inner guidance system, being tuned into that is simply part of the full picture of secure attachment. Um, But when you lose that, of course, you don't feel like you can make decisions. You really struggle to make decisions. And when we can't figure things out ourselves, we're wanting to go to everybody in our life. But I'm telling you, just as I said, when a relationship is just a seed that's planted in the ground, you kind of have to put up a shelter around it. You have to be really careful about what you're letting in. I think about, you know, I grew up a 90 acre ranch in Montana and little town called Ulm, U-L-M. And if you plant a tree, you have to put up a little fence around it because the wind is so strong. Let me tell you, the wind can get up to 50 miles an hour plus, and the wind would just blow that little tree right over. So you have to put up a shelter around it. And if you're in an early stage of a relationship, it's kind of the same thing. You have to keep it close. You have to be able to gather your own data and really develop that self-trust to be able to make great decisions and also not to up your anxiety. Remember, if you are anxiously attached or avoidantly attached and you're in a friend group with people who also have dysregulated attachment systems and you wanna just spend all your time talking about your dating lives and your relationships, all you are doing is adding gasoline to the fire of your already dysregulated attachment system. It is not a good idea for anyone. So remember, you have to be able to protect your peace, to protect your dating life, to be able to do that internal work so you're not outsourcing it to anyone, so that you're really taking ownership. Um, And that brings me to the third point, which is, hey, if your friends are sabotaging your dating life, I know that we can look at that and say, it's really not their fault. Okay. It's not their fault. They're just there to support you. They're trying their best. I have been that friend. I'm not calling anybody out here. I think we all have been in that place where we really care about someone and we just don't quite know how to support them. And friendships are meant to you know, really be there for somebody, but there's just certain things that we can't speak to. If I'm not an expert in something, if, if I can't, if I don't have the relationship that is defined to really give you that tough love, to be able to point things out with love to you, I can't really do that as a friend because I don't want to risk losing the friendship, right? But if you're able to work with a coach, go to therapy, create an intentional relationship in your life that is designed to support you in doing the work. That's the kind of relationship where you want to be opening up and sharing what's happening. And then you want to be willing to receive the feedback because that kind of relationship is designed to support you in this area of your life. One of the reasons why I created 
the Empowered, Secure, and Love program is because I would be in groups of friends where I felt like everybody was dating or everybody was either married or, you know, there wasn't that community where I could really share what I was going through and somebody would get it. Nobody was getting it. Or it was the flip side and I had groups of girlfriends where, oh my gosh, everybody's anxiously attached and we're that group of people who are just passing their phones around and talking about, oh my gosh, he said this when I said that. And it would just make me more anxious. So either nobody would get it or I would just leave feeling even more anxious. So I knew, right, that once I had done my own work and done my own healing, I knew that there was a huge need for women to have a community where it was normalized, right? Normalized that this is what you're going through, that you're working to become securely attached, to rewire your relationship blueprint, and to have the research and the knowledge to give women sound advice to be able to create a platform that was giving advice that was helpful and that wasn't just what people want to hear, okay? We can't just be telling people all the time what they want to hear. A lot of times that's what our friends are doing. So out of love, I created the Empowered Secure Loved program because I wanted to have a place where women could come and they could do the work and it would be non-judgmental, a totally accepting transformational journey where they got what they needed, right? Without feeling judged, without feeling like there's something wrong with them, but just knowing that just like any area of life, when we're lacking the knowledge or when we have internal beliefs that are holding us back, We have to take ownership and we have to be able to change, right? So if you are interested in the Empowered Secure Love Program, awesome. Would love to have you hop on a breakthrough session. We have program advisors who can answer any of your questions. Um, But ultimately, whether it's with me or a different program, whatever speaks to you, I just want to make sure that you know there is a way out. Back in my early 20s when I was repeating these patterns, I just felt like it wasn't ever going to happen for me. I felt like everybody else can go have a great relationship and I'm just going to be the fun aunt and it's never going to work out for me. I really believed that. And I want you to know it doesn't have to be that way. There's so much that you just don't know. And there's so much that just hasn't been healed. And there's belief systems that are holding you back. But all of that can change. Healing is truly available to you. I want you to know that. So whether it's with the Empowered Secure Love Program or another way, I just want to make sure that you know healing is available. Okay. What an episode. This one went longer than I thought it would. Don't go break up with all your girlfriends. I want you to know you can maintain those relationships, okay? It's just about having boundaries and realizing that friendships can be a great place to just be present with one another and to engage 
about, well, hey, what's going on in your life apart from relationships, right? If if relationships are an area that you're really working on and it feels vulnerable and you're not ready to talk about it with your friends, you're protecting the the seeds of your relationship journey, right? There's so much more to life. Part of building secure attachment is, is realizing that, gosh, relationships are just one piece of the puzzle. There's so much more, right? What else can you talk about with your friends? What are the other ways you can bond? How can you be truly present with one another and really enjoy one another's company instead of spending hours anxiously going back and forth about a person who's not even present? right? How can you truly engage and be present with your friends without having to focus on your relationship life? I wish I had known that earlier, right? I think a lot of my friendships and some I I know I even damaged because I would spend the majority of the friendship talking about my relationships. How many of you can relate to that where you know in your heart of hearts, it's really hard to hear it, but There were some friendships that you damaged because of your hyper focus on your relationship life and your inability to really tune into the person right there in front of you, your friend. So anyways, a tough love episode, I know. And just know that this never comes out of judgment. It just comes out of wanting to help you. I hope you can really take in today's episode. And as always, you know, I have so much love for you and I really want you to get the help you need. What what I would say is if you want to connect with like-minded women, come hang out in the Successful Women Great Relationships Facebook group. I do exclusive trainings in that group. They're video trainings. We have women who are sharing their journeys, who are asking questions. It's also where I go to look for podcast episode ideas So if you have a great idea for an episode, go post it in that Facebook group. I do look in there. Um, And it's just good to know you are not alone. So I'll see you inside of that Facebook group. I can drop the link in the show notes. It's also in my Instagram bio. And you can also just type in successful women, great relationships on Facebook and it'll come up. All right. You know the deal. As always, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. I'll talk with you soon. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram, Facebook, and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.